Good evening. I'm Marcus Leader, and I would like to invite you on a journey of discovery as I pull back the veil and give you a glimpse of the multiverse through the eyes of a Toltec shaman. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and turn down the lights. You're now listening to The Shaman's Brew. In tonight's show, I'm going to be speaking with my good friend Debbie Edwards of Metavisionaries Global Live Radio about angels, archangels, demons, elementals, and shadow people. This was a great interview that her and I conducted on her show, Metavisionaries Global Live Radio and Blog Talk, that I would like to share with you now. I'm hoping in the near future to sway Debbie to come over to Jackalope Radio and bring her incredible show. With that, let's get this started. Well, you know, I guess kind of where do we begin? You know, it, uh, if it would be all right with you, I mean, we haven't really gotten the opportunity to talk one-on-one with a lot of the things that actually sparked this interview today and, uh, you know, to get these topics going. Um, but being that, you know, you and I both are very familiar with shadow people and, you know, a lot of, uh, things concerning the thinning of the veil as people like to catalog it. But I was hoping that, you know, if we could give a brief introduction to people about what's really taking place energetically, uh, you know, how this is affecting the earth. And I know that, you know, we've discussed this before on our 2012 topic, uh, but it, you know, being that it's relevant to a lot of the things I'd like to share today, I was hoping that, you know, maybe you could describe for people. You put it into words so much better than I do, <laughs> with uh, uh, with how things are happening energetically. Well, the uh, yeah, where do you start? The the energy that exists on you know on the different planes, the different dimensions, like the physical. Uh, and the, the veil is, you know, I consider it a buffering zone between dimensions. It's, it allows energy to go back and forth of a certain nature, but it doesn't really, you know, it, it keeps the two dimensions apart, put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I believe every dimension has a buffering zone or veil. But as, as the frequencies start changing, you know, in the physical world, for example, the frequencies being the actual frequencies that uh, that matter vibrates at and that the earth vibrates at. And as those frequencies change, it causes a resonance in the actual buffering zone or the veil. And it causes that to, to uh, change. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's almost like a domino effect. And so mm-hmm. everything raises up. So, and that's why when you, you talked about you know, your communications that you've recently had that just really resonated with me because that's what's happening, you know, or appears to be happening is that the frequencies of each dimension are actually shifting. Yeah. And and what that means is that things that we, you know, uh, communicated with at one time, you know, for entities, for example, the things people would get messages from, their teachers, their guides, or if you get into the angelic creatures or the demonic or negative entities, their frequencies change too. And so all of a sudden we're we're if we're communicating 
you know, it's like you open up a, a direct link to something, and all of a sudden that starts changing, and then your your frequencies drift, and you're actually in communication with something you didn't really plan to be in communication mm-hmm. with, and it's almost like a bleed over on a uh, you know a radio transmitter. It's where you know you you can be watching television or something, and somebody in your neighborhood starts transmitting, and it comes over your TV, and the same. Things happen in it with you know in different ways with um, with all the vibrations of the universe. So you know the, the the changes here in the physical plane are caused by a lot of different things. Uh, usually the outside forces you know that are affecting us, and it could be uh, the magnetic field of the Earth. You know as as it starts moving, which it has been, it's it's a normal process, but as it moves, those frequencies change. Mm-hmm. And I suspect this has happened once before, too, or many times before, but, uh, where everything kind of shifts, you know, out of sync. In other words, you know, things like like shadow people, I believe that they they dwell, you know, they, they go in and out of the buffering zone of the veil. Mm-hmm. And that's why they appear like they do. You know, they, they appear dark because they... They are a specific frequency, and they're right on the fringes of the the uh, buffering zone to the point where we can see them. But you know, they it, it's like they're observers; they're observing us, or they have you know an agenda that you may know more about now than yeah you know than what most anybody knows. But uh, and and they can come right you know into our worlds, into our our bedrooms even. Yeah. And do whatever it is they're supposed to do, and then just fade back out again. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the energies and the frequencies shifting right now, uh, which they are doing, uh, it's creating a lot of uh, different phenomena. Like uh, people, there's more and more sensitive or psychic people being born, and mm-hmm. other people that weren't psychic before are suddenly starting to have uh, experiences or dreams or you know, the phone rings, they pick it up, and they know who it is, that type of thing. That's becoming more and more common now right. because our frequencies are shifting, too. Right. And that's, it, it's a really complex subject, but that, that kind of outlines pretty much what's happening with our, with our energy fields is there's a shift going on, and the shift is going across the entire spectrum of dimensions. Yeah, and it's absolutely true. And i got to tell you, uh, two weeks ago, my understanding of things energetically, uh, spirits, things that were going on across the veil when it came to guides, uh, angels, non-human entities, etc., was at a particular understanding. But I have to tell you, things that I've been shown in the last two weeks has completely filled in the blanks for me uh, to help me understand not only why certain things have happened since I was little, but why things are happening to so many other people. Uh, What I've noticed, and I'm glad we're doing this topic today, uh, because it's something that I think will help, you know, people that are just beginning as well as people that are seasoned when it comes to psychic ability, when it comes to things that they're seeing, hearing, and feeling. Uh, You know, I feel like this will help fill in some gaps for people. Uh, What started happening for me and why it's relevant when it comes to, you know, the, the vibration, frequency of energy that is shifting is that when I would go to connect with people that have passed away, they would be in a completely different vibrational 
uh, realm. It, their frequency would be very different. And what I started to notice is that those that you would classify as earthbounds in the past, those that didn't want to move on or they had something unfinished or they you know, wanted to kind of roam around, now what I was finding was that almost everybody I would connect with that has passed on was more in that physical vibrational plane where they were able to completely interact with people here physically without being confined to the physical vibration that the earth tends to do for a lot of these earthbounds where it's a process to transition into a higher vibrational place, uh, you know, as people say, a.k.a. going into the light. So what I started noticing is that almost every reading would come where they knew exactly where they were, they had full consciousness and awareness, but they had the ability to really manifest physically much more than before. Before, it was categorized where, you know, if somebody were to come to you and make themselves present and known, the more physical they interacted with you, the closer to the earth vibration, which, you know, classically would tell me, okay, they haven't fully transitioned, they're in an earthbound state. Well, now we're seeing where these people, you know, spirits, are able to flip-flop back and forth very easily. It's easier to interact with the physical plane without getting trapped in it. And that was just one example, but that's what started to build up. Uh, what I was shown and what I really wanted to talk to you about uh, that one night, I apologize for texting you <laughs> so late, oh, um, but what I really wanted to talk with you about was what I was shown, and this is something I was shown by my guides, is that because our frequency and vibration is changing so much, the ranking of where these other entities and spirits categorically where they are is also shifting. Now, one one uh, category would be such as angels and archangels. Um, as early back, I'd say, as about a year or two ago, you know, you and I have a, a mutual friend in common, Stephen Rabel, and, yep. you know, we'd all start discussing, okay, we're getting attacked, these entities are slipping through the veil, how are they doing this when, you know, historically this has never been able to happen, where are the boundaries? And on top of that, where are the angels? Where are the archangels? Okay, we're saying these prayers, you know, we're asking for protection, oh my God, where are they? Why are they leaving us vulnerable? What I was shown is it's not that we're being less vulnerable, as it is so much, they're vibrationally at such a high frequency now that it's too far removed from our own frequency to where they cannot personally interact anymore. So now it's like sending emissaries on their behalf, sending uh, people that can mediate, you know, whether it be spirit guides or people that are here on Earth. I don't know what your take is on that, but that's what I was shown on that part. Um, and also, yeah, too... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say that makes sense. Yeah. It's, know, that makes sense because, you know, as we talk about the veil, and that's one uh, that's one barrier that, you know, separates dimensions. Um, on the other side of the veil is is a place that's almost physical. It's like a, you know, a cross in between. But that... Uh, that's one energy level, you know, up, and and then there's another veil. You know, there's multiple veils, mm-hmm. and it's it's hard enough for spirits to communicate through one. But you know, if if they're being shifted up like that, that makes perfect sense that it would be difficult for the the beings that are in the uh, astral or the upper astral or even the lower, you know, mental planes. Yeah. Um, 
you know, at the Monroe Institute, we call them focuses, but, you know, if the focuses are changing frequencies, then that's just, you know, that's that much further away, that many more barriers that they have to try yeah. to communicate through. So that makes perfect sense what you were saying. Yeah, and, but, it, and it's true, yeah, the, the way that it, they can hear and see and feel us, they can receive our prayers. They are receptive. The problem is being able to, you know, send that back out as far as an answer to the request. So, you know, when people yeah. are saying prayers and, uh, you know, when they intentionally try to connect even with their guides, uh, it it is something where everything has shifted, absolutely everything, because we're at a higher vibration, so is everything else. But because of that, uh, and that's where a little bit later on I want to talk about shadow people and how uh, you know these elementals are interacting and why, how it's affecting their realm of existence and how we end up getting caught in the middle of it. But uh, before we do, I, I guess to you know continue on this topic is that I think a lot of people right now, it simultaneously are going through, of course, you know, social, political, economic changes. And at the same time this is happening, of course, you know, our, our spirit realm, if you want to call it, is is changing too. So it's like a lot of people, I think, are reaching out for guidance from, you know, they're saying prayers and, you know, they're asking, you know, please, God, show me guidance. And it's like they're hearing crickets in the audience. They're not yeah. receiving the feedback. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... You know, that gets uh, you know pretty scary for people too when they're they're suddenly out of touch like that. Um, and you know, a lot of people are actually becoming more sensitive, and so they they can cu- communicate more with spirits. But it's not the mm-hmm. spirits that they're they're trying to reach when they're when they're praying to deity. Um, you know, so it's you know I can see you know, how that would would make perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to trying to make communication, and then you know, thinking that they're not. Um, the thing I wonder, though, is if they're if they're cognizant. You know, when I say they, I'm talking about angels or deity of any intentions that we send to them, and we just can't receive. You know, their answers. They have to they have to go through a chain of command uh, type thing. Are they able to still interact in this plane the same? What I saw, yeah. What what I saw, okay, is that, of course, you know, when a lot of people look at things as a balance between light and dark, and we've got entities that, of course, are always trying to tip the scales of balance when it comes to the darker energies. What I saw is that where these angels were uh, in ranking, I guess you could say as far as interacting with humankind, where they were is no longer where they are because their own territory vibrationally was threatened. And it was something that the way that I was shown this, and it's the vision that I was given, uh, was kind of like the end conclusion. It reminded me of Jeopardy. You know, you're given the answer before you're given the question. Um, And what I was shown, which is how I was able to piece all this together, is that my guides, you know, my guides, what they showed me is 
he said, what you need to do is you need to go further deep within the earth vibration. You need to ground yourself so that you are so deep within the grounded energy, you are no longer visible or traceable to a lot of these entities that are now just rushing through the barriers that are no longer there, and that is how they are getting in. Uh, the things that used to protect us are no longer as strong, so therefore it requires you know, uh, more methods of protection, and at the same time this is happening, our guides, our angels, they're also kind of on shaky terms here too. So it's a matter of them being at risk as well, So it's kind of like it's not just a matter of, you know, us being vulnerable to attack or the, you know, these negative entities or, you know, just even uh, transient energies. It's a matter of them being vulnerable to that type of vibrational, um, you know, toxicity, if you will, as well. So it's like they're having to remove themselves so much farther from us, unfortunately, which I don't think they want to do but even out of their own sense of protection. So it's kind of like, it's not that we're on our own, but yeah. this this is where we have the true opportunity to empower ourselves with what really works. And that's where I was shown what to do when it came to elemental entities, elemental energies, uh, and different sources of protection, and how categorically we are, oh, how do I put it, um, how we're identified through the spirit realm, where our vibration really is. So, you know, I can interact with you. To me, okay, you're a person. To these elementals, to these other entities, you are a particular vibration. So how they, and you know that, you know, and so how they interact with us, of course, is going to be in, you know, an elemental vibration is what I was shown. Yeah, and that's... um you know, every every species does have its own distinct vibration frequency, and even each individual person has their own um, uh, we call it ident frequency at the institute. Uh, but it's it's like a signature, it's like a fingerprint. That's how you recognize another another soul. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're just an energy form is by their ident frequency, and the um you know the elementals are a little bit different because they you know they are kind of a collective um like a collective consciousness or collective mm-hmm. soul they don't really they're not really a soul they're more of a force mm-hmm. but uh they're like a pool of energy and each different elemental has its own vibratory rate that's indigenous to that particular elemental yeah um but they, you know, they very well, you know, they're, they're, they make up the plane of power. The, you know, they call it the elemental kingdom, the etheric plane. That's a plane of power, and that's where those dwell. And because they're so close, they can come back and forth into our world. But uh, if all the frequencies are shifting, then that's gonna, that that's gonna create a lot of problems because they're, they're gonna be. Um, you know, in and out of, of our world much easier, put it that way. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and that's what is happening. And, and, of course, as you recall, back in January and February, I made some uh, desperate phone calls myself to you, you know, saying, wait a second here, I'm doing these, I'm doing a prayer of protection, I'm smudging, I'm doing all of these, 
you know, deliberate intents of protection, how is it getting into my own personal circle of energy? And of course, it was like a process of elimination. Uh, eventually, it subsided, but uh, it really spooked me because here was something happening that not only was completely aggressive, but it was something that everything I had done in the past that always created a barrier of protection was no longer working. But what I discovered was that doing things multiplied, you know, doing different things uh, simultaneously did create a form of protection. Um, And so my intent with this broadcast, of course, uh, I do want to speak out to the audience and and let everyone know it's I'm not trying to promote fear. I'm really big on that. But I am wanting to share awareness so that anybody that, that is experiencing these types of things that it's actually increasing uh, in frequency as far as, you know, how many people are experiencing this. And, you know, uh, even I myself, I mean, usually have a very strong force of protection, um, but to be left vulnerable in ways that, you know, I've not had to deal with in the past. I think it's just important for people to have the information so that they know which direction to go. Yeah, and that's that's a very good point you brought up because you know if this is happening and all indications are that it is, um, the the methods we use to protect ourselves, just like you said, they're not going to be as effective. Yeah. It's it's like they've either they've either lost their luminosity, you know, to these beings, or the beings have found a way, you know, from a new vibrational vantage point how to how to get around it, and so that means that new methods you know mm-hmm. are going to have to be you know created and and put into action you know it, it's like the when you were having those problems the things that i i sent you were the most powerful on the planet there's there's nothing been created in the last <laughs> 5000 years any stronger and it's still you know got through i know and that. i will just say that the bogok has been tremendously helpful and i want to definitely say thank you for that uh it's well, something no, that uh, that really, really did help, and of course the smudge pack as well. Um, the thing that I noticed is that as much as I would smudge, of course it would be effective temporarily, but then of course this entity kept returning, and it wasn't just one. There were several kinds. Um, the thing that you know I noticed, and this is what I think a lot of other people are experiencing as well, um, I guess kind of like if we get into the topic of shadow people, you know, the thing that I've noticed is that some some of these entities are malevolent, but the main thing is that, you know, they're able to get through our barrier and get through our particular, uh, you know, plane of vibration. And so this is almost a tit-for-tat thing now. It's not so much where, okay, we're in a physical body, we obviously have more sense and power of control because it's our realm that they're trying to enter. Well, now, regardless of the fact that we're within a body of physical matter, this is something where it's like they have equal strengths, but in a different form, in a different way. So it's a matter of being able to, I guess, have a heads up for what it is that they're doing, um, be able to catch it early. And I kind of look at it this way. It's not so much like exterminating, you know, cockroaches or, or carpenter ants in the wall, but it's a matter of being aware so that, you know, we're not caught blindsided, so that yeah. we know and we can see what's coming um, and take the appropriate steps. Uh, now, of course, 
a lot of the things that I'll be offering and, and things that you're offering too, I don't know if anybody's ever heard certain things that we'll be discussing. Um, but the whole point is to be able to really talk about what's going on, share this information so that people can piece things together for themselves because, like you said, a lot of these children now that are being born into the world, they are being born with a tremendous ability. Uh, they're just these bright, you know, halogen light bulbs in the spirit world. And it's something that whether we like it or not, these children are going to grow up and experience this interaction continually. So we have a choice to either help them understand and educate them based on our own interaction with it, or we can turn a cheek and just kind of like throw them to the wolves and say, okay, well, we're just not going to talk about it. We're going to ignore it. But the fact is these children are experiencing this, you know, as young as one, two, and three are having sleepwalking, night terrors, uh, and they're talking about different types of, you know, energies and spirits and entities in their home. Yeah, and that's, you know, that that's actually one of the, the best defenses, you know, for anybody is knowledge. You know, if you understand what these things are, the more you know about them, uh, the more power you have over them. Yeah. Uh, it, it used to, you know, in fact, it still is believed uh, that if you have complete knowledge of something, they, you know, in in different ancient texts, it would, it, you know, they would say if you know its true name, what that means. If you have complete knowledge of it, you have control over it, and that's that's why a lot of these creatures, uh, elementals. Uh, you know whether they're um, just malevolent, malevolent uh, creatures or demons, even um, a lot of them protect. You know they they shield it, it themselves so that you don't really know that much about them. You know mm-hmm. they they hide their names, so to speak, and their signatures because if you do know about them, then you you have knowledge of how to you know where their weak points are, their strong points, and so. You know what you're doing and bringing a lot of this forth. Is, you know is is probably the best thing you could possibly do is to educate people yeah. as much as you can. You know about these changes, these forces. Uh, you know people are changing as part of human evolution, but people are changing, and the thing that makes people more sensitive to energies is their assemblage point, which is it's like a focal point for all the energy in your in your body. And that assemblage point is being affected by the changes in our physical world. It's not genetics or anything like that. It's an actual, you know, direct, you know, direct hands-on, you know, energetic uh, um, uh, stimulus that's causing the assemblage points in people as they're born. And as they're born, their their assemblage points are not fixed like they're supposed to be, you know. Uh, things are in a normal person, you know, that doesn't have any abilities or assemblage points are just, you know, fixed. They're stuck. They don't ever move. Yeah. But um, what's happening in uh, a lot of generation in this generation, and it's going to happen even more in the next, the assemblage point will become more fluid, and that's what you know makes a difference between a sensitive person and someone who's not. It's like your assemblage point. Uh, I never did really get a chance to talk to you, but your assemblage point uh, is all over the place. You know, <laughs> I know. So, you know, it's you know, I you know, I could see it like shimmering and blowing and stuff. So usually it's just a steady light. 
but uh, yours is like doing a dance or something. So that and that's what makes a difference. That's why you know some people are able to see things or communicate. That that determines your ability to communicate. You know through the different barriers too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, you know, well, it's, it's true. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and that's, you know, so that's basically education, you know, informing people of what these things are, both good and and bad, um, you know, is, is the strongest, you know, weapon that you can have, you know, against these type of negative attacks. Yeah. And a lot of it, you know, the good and evil and the... the you know, the negative and positive and angelic and demons and stuff like that. It's it's all you know, you can put different names on it, but it's it's just a different flow of energy at different frequencies. Um you know, you've gotta have you can't have one without the other. You gotta it, it all cycles and it's all in balance. It's just you want to uh, stay out of the way of the lower energy vibrations. And which is characterized by, you know, bad or negative or disharmony is what uh, the negative, um, you know, the negs or the negative entities, they created disharmony in our energy system where uh, the more positive ones, they create a harmony. And it's like hearing, a, you know, a bunch of notes on a piano that don't go together uh, as opposed to hearing a, a perfect chord. And And that's... You know the difference between good and evil, uh, bad, negative, evil, uh, this disharmony in uh, energies caused things to happen to you physically, physically and energetically cause you know detrimental things to happen to you. Sure. So it's sure. not just like there's beings that are sitting there that are demons. You know, a lot of people there are demons, but there are a lot of people think everything bad's a demon. Yeah. Well, it's just another cycle, another end of the spectrum. Right, and and I'm glad you brought that up too because you know I, I think uh, a lot of people are just really aware, I guess, of two categories. You have angels, you have demons, you have heaven, you have hell, and there is such a rainbow of different types of entities. And not all entities that cause harm really have the intent to cause harm. Uh, not all entities that you know have the intent to uh, you know just observe really have the intent to interact with us. So, you know, we've got so many different things that happen, whether or not it's intended to happen. But, of course, we're going to have some experiences take place that uh, are going to be brand new. They're going to be completely brand new. Now, we do have a question from the chat room, and I I want to pose this to you because I know I have my own opinion on it. But um, we have been talking about, you know, really uh, just getting into it about these types of entities. And the question that was posed was this is that, you know, when you have a negative encounter, a lot of people are told, well, just send it love, just send it loving energy. Uh, Anything negative, anything uh, dark in nature cannot reside within the vibration of love. Now, what is your take on that? What is your opinion on that? Well, you know, that's partially true, but the the problem is you're using love as a weapon. Um, If you... You don't send it to the entity. If you if you do that, you're going to create um, you're going to create an energy disruption. And remember, love is love is a, is a frequency of energy, 
and it's one of the more beneficial frequencies. In fact, it's the most beneficial frequency of energy to all living, you know, entities. But it doesn't it doesn't go well. It doesn't mesh with the the other entities. So what'll happen is if you can send enough, you can, you know, what you're sending out will cancel out whatever it is that's coming at you. But the problem is if you don't send enough, then it's going to destroy what you're sending and come right at you. The, the the way that you you do that is not to send love out to something. It's you elevate yourself. You you know a lot of people see this stuff as an external uh, phenomenon, but it's really internal. It's happening inside you as well as outside you. And what you want to do is to protect yourself. You know you don't want to use love as a weapon. Um, you know to go out and you know conquer something or destroy it or push it away uh, you want to you want to raise your own energies your own vibrations and you know it, it's hard to, to talk about you know love is something you have to experience it's not something that can be described in words it's it's you know the most purest form of the primal force but the primal mm-hmm. force also comes in many other vibrations but it will elevate you up to a level that uh, it creates, you know, I guess you could say like shields is the best way to picture it, uh, if you raise your own thoughts. And that's, that's hard to do because if, you, if you're looking at uh, something negative coming at you uh, and you, you, know, you, you start trying to use positive thoughts and, and the feelings, you know, the intent of love, you're actually doing the opposite of love. You're trying to attack it. And and so, you know, your energy starts dropping. The best thing to do is to raise your own personal power, your own personal energy up to the frequency that, you know, again, you know, I, you, you can't really explain you know, what it's like or what it feels like. You have to know, um, you know, love. And it's something, it's, it's a meditation you can learn, you know, what it feels like. And if you can maintain that frequency, if you can maintain that energy, uh, then you are protected from that. You don't have to try to do anything to it. It just kind of like lifts you out of the quagmire that you're standing in. And, uh, you know, everything else just, you know, can't reach you. It just goes on its own way. So yeah. it's, it gets confusing. But, yeah, you, one thing you don't want to do is to ever use the energy of love as a weapon. You can use it to protect yourself, to elevate your own frequencies, but but if you try to, you can send it to somebody. You know, you can send energy to somebody. You can send them that energy, but if it's not compatible with their frequencies, um, you know, you you see that in in normal uh, interaction with people. There are some people that just are not compatible. You, know, you walk in a room and you automatically don't like the feeling that one person is giving off, and it's because their frequencies aren't. You know they're they're out of sync and and they're in disharmony. But pure, you know, if if everyone were to generate a pure love force, a pure love vibration like that in themselves, then yeah. everybody would would get along. You know, it's like it, it's a type of feeling. Like I say, it's hard to describe. But it's like when we had that uh, that thing up there, um, you know, with the fire and. You know, when you and I were up there, I'm not, I forget, I can't think what it's yeah. called. It's not a vision quest, but but 
all of us, you know, I don't know if you sensed it, but all of us, our energies were starting to harmonize. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and everything really became a cohesive uh, conversation, and it's it's so funny with uh, the fire and being that the fire is what I was drawn to. Um, the things I have to say about fire tonight, I don't know how people will receive it, but when we're looking at elemental energies, it's very connected to these shadow people, which are also connected to uh, elemental aliens. I know that sounds like completely sci-fi, um, but I know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to everything together. And, you know, I will say, and I do want to comment on what, you were talking about when it comes to bringing ourselves to a higher place of vibration, uh, whether through meditation, visualization, this absolutely works because what I've noticed in the past is that when I visual, visualize myself at a high, high vibration in a place that to me would be not just a sanctuary, but within a vibration of, you know, a true source of protection and uh, it's it's kind of hard to describe it. But what I've discovered is that by doing so, it it's kind of like, you know, when you have the Starship Enterprise that goes into warp speed. You then become no longer visible to the entities and energies that are at a lower vibration. You're no longer reachable. Same same reason as how these archangels and angels, it's not that they're not there, but they're not as visible to us as they used to be. They're just in a higher vibrational place. So I, to cap off on what you're saying, I really think what it is is that we need to reach their vibration. Um, yeah you know, to go to a higher realm. Uh, now, I do want to ask you this. Now, we do have a couple callers on the line, and I was wondering if you would mind if we actually went to the phone lines and took oh, a I caller and, you know, to ask some questions? Yep, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, all right, sounds great. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we're going to go to the phone lines. We have area code 201 with us. Hi, welcome. You're live. Can I have your name and location, please? Hi, um, yeah, in New York. Hi, how are you doing? Okay, it's an interesting show. Um, quick question about this whole entity thing. I have dreams, and I'm not a psychic person, but I have dreams, and I never really understand what they mean. Like, I have deceased people that I used to know, even animals, you know, occasionally that will come into my dreams. And, you know, and I'm also often sad as well, and I don't, it's, not, it's nothing to do with it, but I don't know what they're trying to tell me or. How can I figure out what the messages are? Because it's kind of bothersome to somebody who really just doesn't understand what these messages are, and, and I know that they're trying to get through sometimes, and I just don't get it. So. Okay. Um, Marcus, did you want to answer that, or, or did you want me to take uh, it? I'll, I'll let you. Dream, dreams are more your, your field of expertise. Okay, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, when we look at dreams, uh, dream symbolism, uh, the metaphor that, that dreams really try to connect with us, we're taking a look at the energies of the subconscious. So when you're receiving messages and communication in your dreams, whether it's through animal totems, uh, spirits, people that you love that have passed on, to me, I would, I would categorize that as a dream visitation. A lot of the information you're going to receive through that is going to be literal. However, some of it can be translated as symbolic. Um, the best thing to do is to write down all your dreams in as vivid detail as you possibly can. And then that way it's something that you're conscious and aware of. A lot of the things that you're not, uh, uh, I guess, it's not that you're not dealing with things throughout the day, but it's kind of like an overflow mechanism. Um, things that you haven't been able to resolve or solve throughout the day, it's going to manifest in your dream world. 
you know, you have different categories of dreams. Uh, you have emotional release dreams. Uh, say you're in an argument with somebody, and then, of course, you know, it kind of uh, overflows into a dream where you've got this dialogue going on or you're kind of bickering or making up. Uh, but then you also have other dreams where your guides are trying to get a message to you that can help you on your path. Now, these are heavily symbolic. So you'll have dreams that have uh, very vivid color, um, you know, things that would represent uh, certain types of communication. And, I mean, I know we don't have enough time to kind of go through the whole catalog of it today, but then you also have, of course, your message dreams where, uh, you know, you've got visitations with people that have crossed over and so on. So there's different ways that you are connecting with the frequencies of communication, whether it's your subconscious self communicating with you or if it has to do with, you know, your guides or somebody external. So, you well, know, there's a whole dreams, library there. I'm sorry Go ahead. to cut you off. My dreams are never really pleasant. It's always some kind of crap that's going on in my dreams, and I wake up like, eh. No, and I also heard that it sometimes can be what you guys are talking about, lower energies attack mm-hmm. you in your sleep. So I was wondering if that might have something to do with that as well. It's always some um, kind of negative thing where I'm either being attacked in my dream or someone's trying okay. to kill me or, you know, it's some something that's never pleasant. I never wake up and I'm like, oh, I had rainbows and, and sweet things <laughs> in my dreams. It's sure. always the opposite. It's always something that's scary, that's freaky, and I never know I'm dreaming. That's, I have friends that can sometimes realize that they're dreaming, and I never know that I'm dreaming. Like, it's, okay. I can never say to myself, oh, this is just a dream. And No, I, it's always real. That's the thing okay. to me. It's always real until I wake up. Well, yeah, I was just going to say what happens a lot of time in dreaming. Um, you know, you're, you're, you know, right, spirits and, and your guides uh, will communicate with you uh, in your dreams because they can they can reach you, but it is very symbolic because you're using, you know, part of your, you're not using your logical reasoning, and so they're not going to sit there and spell things out for you. It's, you're going to have to, you know, decipher it, but um, there's a lot more communication going on than people know. It's almost it's almost every time they sleep. It's just most people don't remember it, and that's a whole other story. You know why you don't remember it, but um, there you, you actually leave your consciousness oscillates up, even though your your mental activity you know is is cycling down as you're sleeping. But when you reach a certain stage, your your actual awareness cycles up to a, a frequency where you're actually leaving the physical world. And they there are actual classes that uh, you know they have documented uh, um, you know through um, you know various experiments and and collaborating, you know, individual people, you know, collaborating their experiences uh, at the Monroe Institute where they've documented there are places people go with almost like classrooms, and it's where certain things are taught to them on a spiritual level. But usually you don't remember any of that. But sometimes it can you can pick it up as a dream. But a lot of times when you're cycling your consciousness up, you have to get up to, to that frequency. And that frequency is, you know, usually exists in the upper to uh, upper astral plane, so vibration to the lower mental. But as you're going up, if you if you drag your feet, you know, so to speak, or if you're 
uh, if you have anything happen to you that day that's you know negative, uh, or if you have an emotional stress or trauma, uh, you can be you know slowed down or trapped into the first and second levels of the astral. That's where a lot of these negative forces. A lot of it is just thought forms. They're not really entities, but they're all the negativity that the human mind ever creates exists there. And if you get trapped in these two places, they're pretty scary. Uh, that's the, the monsters and demons people you know have in their in their dreams exist there. So you know anywhere in those two two realms of vibration, uh, you have to go through them. You know, to get to the higher ones, but usually you just shoot right through them. You don't even know you're there. But if you, for any reason, uh, you get trapped, you know, or slow down, and you know, as you take a stroll and you know, through these places, instead of shooting right through them, you're going to see some pretty nasty things. I think I'm camping out in these places because <laughs> <laughs> I, I like see, it, like, yeah. I mean, it's always like basically like the attack thing, like someone's trying to attack me, but it's not like an actual monster. It's a person or it's, you know, a gang of people, or it's something. Then what recently was a scorpion, too, uh, an actual scorpion. Yeah, and, and it can be symbolic. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of the, you know, the what we call lowlifes here, the criminal people and things that are, mm-hmm. that are at a state of evolution where they're just, you know, going to, you know, do things uh, of a criminal nature to people. When they go to sleep, they don't go, you know, they don't, they're not comfortable up in the upper realms where most people go. Uh, they like hang out with their own kind, and that's usually in the lower ones. And so you could be encountering people uh, that are actually still alive, but just sleeping too. And it, it's not a place you want to hang out. And and the best thing to do is when you go to sleep, just tell yourself you're going to go right through it. You're going to go up and you know, think of a higher vibration or something that makes you happy. If you're if you're going through something during the day that's negative or stressful or anything, uh, you're liable to go right there instead of where you're supposed to go. But a lot of it's not even entities; they're just thought forms, and and they don't necessarily attack you to be mean. They attack you for your energy. Uh, a lot of attacks really aren't attacks be cruel or evil, they're attacks because they're feeding on you, and they, they can absorb your energy, especially if they scare you. Fear is the, uh, their most powerful weapon. If, they, if you're scared of something, your energy separates in layers like layers of an onion, and that energy can easily be absorbed, and you know, it's, it's like they just take a straw and just suck it up. Where if you're not scared, your energy is more compact and you know there's not as many openings. And so well, that's why a lot of spirits, yeah, you know, a lot of spirits and that you're saying you know, all this because use fear. it it does make sense to me because I, there are some days that I actually literally feel like the life is sucked out of me and I am not old like in the sense where I should feel like that I should have a lot more energy. I'm more what you consider a young person, but I don't feel like a young person emotionally. Yeah. I feel like. It's like yeah, I can a lot, actually a lot feel of people, like I'm dozing off. Like I had just no energy on days that I had sleep and everything, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people will get a lot of sleep, but they wake up fatigued and they just yeah. can't get it together. And that's because you know they they've lost a lot of energy in their sleep. You know, personal power, as it's known in the you know in, in my shamanic lineage. Um, if you lose it, then you're 
you know, you're you're going to be tired, you're going to be lethargic, uh, you can have emotional and medical problems. That's one of the biggest problems with their dangers of uh, attack from any of these creatures is it's going to lower your personal power and create medical problems. And psychics and mediums, they're, they're wide open to so much of this stuff. And if you were to actually do a study, you would find that a lot of psychics and mediums have uh, more physical and health problems than the average person. Okay, that makes a lot of sense because I'm a very sensitive person. So I'm not in the sense of a psychic brain, but just in general like a sensitive person. Yeah. So that would make sense why I feel, I guess, like people's pain. If I see something that's not right, I get a little upset just from looking at the situation or, you know, it could be an animal that's hurt or anything. It's just, I, I get upset. Like, like I feel, like I look at their eyes and I can feel that they're, they're emotional, they're, they're upset, and I guess that affects me in a way too, but... Oh yeah, and and a lot of that is just, you know, when you go to sleep, just, you know, think of something pleasant. Think of, you know, something you want to go do. Uh, you can also, if you go to the Monroe Institute dot uh, org, they uh, they might be dot com too. Or they may own both of them. Uh, it's a nonprofit research organization that I am a member of. And uh, they have CDs you can buy there. And, you know, they're only like, you know, they're under $20. And, and they have CDs that are just designed for that. You listen to them when you go to sleep. And it, it won't let you go to those places. Really? And, uh, you know, they're about a half hour, 40 minutes long, and then they shut off. But they're, uh, you know, they, they have quite a few, but they have them just for, you know, sleep problems. And that's what they do is they, they keep you out of those you know, lower vibrations. Okay. So you might okay. you might check them out if you. I'm if you definitely going to check website. them out. Thank yeah, you. Just check the Monroe Institute. Just Google that. Okay. Aw, well, you're welcome. Well, thanks for calling in and for asking that question. It was a really great topic. All right. Thank you, guys. Take care. Yeah. Thanks so Bye. much. Yeah. Well, I know exactly what you're saying, Marcus, when it comes to dreams and the dream state and, you know, really looking at it when it comes to the energetic uh, thought patterns that are out there. Now, uh, we do have a, another caller in the queue I'd like to go ahead and put through uh, before we go ahead and go on to our next topic. We have area code 727. Hi, welcome. Can I have your name and location, please? Hey, this is Steve from Florida. Hey, guys. How hey. are you doing? How you doing? Good, good. It's so nice to hear you guys talking about this stuff. <laughs> um, it, and it's, I mean, doing doing radio and, and kind of talking about similar different topics and, and spirit influence and, and that kind of stuff. I almost feel like an alien almost talking about this stuff. And it, it almost seems that this stuff, the majority of people that are do paranormal um, investigations, this stuff is, is, you don't really hear people talking about this stuff very much. Um, so I, I give you guys a lot of credit for coming out and coming together, and, and it's always fun. It, it's nice hearing you guys together talking about this kind of stuff. Aww. Well, thanks, Thank Stephen. Yeah, no, it's it's so great to have you on the line. And, you know, I mean, it's been a long time since we've actually had the opportunity to talk about anything. And, you know, it, you were one of the first people I thought of and when it comes to, and that's like we were talking about you before you even signed in. Uh, you know, it, it's something that I know you and I have had private conversations when it comes to shadow people and, of course, Marcus. And, you know, you were talking about shadow people, too, when we had our, our fireside thing and, uh, you know, just different types of entities and things like that. And, you know, I was really surprised at some of the things I learned this week 
And so it's great to have you on the line. I was hoping actually we could get into that a little bit because a lot of people I don't think are even aware, you know, they're they're saying, okay, what is a shadow person and what is really going on and where are these darker entities and, you know, how is it that these things are manifesting? And, uh, you know, so I was hoping that we could really dive into that today and, you know, kind of solve some mysteries there. Yeah, we got the best person in the world to talk to about it with Marcus. I, <laughs> I know. Um, it's and Marcus, man, I still get emails from from shows that we did um, oh, right? quite a while ago um, of even people that I went to high school with and, and kind of asking and saying, "When are you going to get into the, the get Marcus back on and talk about the the, the different levels and, and things that we've talked about in previous shows?" But um, yeah, I, what I'd love to hear your perspective on on shadow people, man. Well, shadow people. Are uh, they're a class of beings that you know are are mysterious? Uh, in in my Toltec lineage, you know, which the Toltec knowledge, the shamanic knowledge, uh, the core goes back actually a few thousand years, but they really don't mention them too much. Uh, they just acknowledge them, and so you know, based on that, based on you know some of my scientific principles that have applied to it and and some of my conversations uh too uh, you know a good friend of mine rosemary ellen guiley is is i consider to be one of the world authorities on shadow people um, but what the, the big question with them is what you know where are they from and what their agenda is but uh i think the reason they appear as shadow people is they they have the ability to move through the buffering zone through the veil from wherever they come from uh, they can move they found a way to move through it and observe and and react and they they don't fully manifest in a in necessarily in a three-dimensional you know body um, they push up against the you know the, the surface of the veil is as like an elastic effect and it's it's made up of vibrating energy is what it is and and uh they have the ability to uh actually get right up to it and they get it, it's like they're it's like a kid looking into a candy store window they just press themselves right up against the uh the vibrating uh you know surface and they can they can watch everything going on and they can you know when they want to they can come in I don't think they fully integrate into the physical realm. I think they stretch that elastic surface out. And when they stretch it out, uh, for example, if you're sleeping in bed and one of these appears in your room, it's like being on the inside of a balloon and pushing it outwards. And they're standing there, you know, doing whatever it is they're they're doing. Um, and they that what that does is it causes them to look like a shadow it looks like a, a dark outline and the the reason for that is the you know, when when they come that close to the surface and they actually stretch it out all the photons you know from light in our world it's uh it's hitting that area but it's not reflecting back it's being absorbed by the entity whatever they are it's being absorbed by them and so wherever they are it's they're absorbing all the light and that's why they that's why they look dark that's why they look like shadows and they don't want us to know they're there 
the uh, you know based on the thousands of reports people have had, uh, if they are seen, if you do notice them there, you know they they do everything they can to get out of the way, you know to leave. Um, that or they will actually they they don't attack, but they instill fear. They have yeah. the ability to instill great amounts of fear, and not by you know looking ugly or you know ominous or anything. They do something to our energy systems that generate fear. Then our energy your levels just uh, spread out like an onion, you know, skin. I and saw what so you did. Sus- yeah, yeah. I, I suspect they're taking energy. Yeah. Well, and 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 it's for it's for actually. Uh, what I saw, it's interesting that you talk about that, too, when it comes to, you know, our, our energy bodies kind of, you know, really peeling open like an onion. And w- let me ask you this, too, Marcus, because this is kind of leading up to what I wanted to volunteer and share with everybody, is that you had mentioned before that shadow people characteristically are seen preceding, like, say, UFO appearances uh, and things like that. We're... Where do you go with that? Yeah, and that's and that's one of the big mysteries is where these things come from. Um, there are theories that they are actually, you know, they they could be almost like you know robotic type creatures, you know, more advanced than our typical robots that are sent from these alien you know crafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason that they're connected with aliens is uh, because whenever there's a large amount of shadow people sightings in any location on the Earth, there's also simultaneously a large number of UFO sightings. And, you know, that's that doesn't mean they're they're connected to aliens, but it's, it's just the evidence is pointing that way. Uh, it, there are other possibilities, like there could be energy anomalies right in that general area that are allowing... You know, alien craft to come there, and also for other entities like shadow people to come there at the same time. They may not be related, but it's just evidence is pointing that way. And this concludes part one of my interview with Debbie Edwards of Metavisionary Global Live Radio. This is Marcus Leader, and you have been listening to The Shaman's Brew on Jackalope 105 FM on the Jackalope Media Network.